our next guest. That's all. That's his hashtag. And of course, don't forget Philly Special on newsstands right now. Get it. It's an incredible, incredible read. You, you and I both read it, Bobby. Yep. It's outrageous. It is great. It is uh it's a perfect primer for Thursday night. The great book by Sal Palantonio. And don't forget, Sal's got a show tonight. That's right, Sal tonight. The Sal Pal Football Hour. To every Tuesday, six to seven. Tonight from Ocean Prime, 15th and Sands in Center City, presented by Treasury Wine Estates. Good morning, Sal Powell. Uh, he gives me chills, Ant and Bob, for, for, for me to have that kind of praise from you two guys, uh, veteran, grizzled newspaper men. You know, we're not the kind of people who give out platitudes and... Uh, mm-hmm. And praise easily. We, we throw them around like manhole covers. So for, for, for me to hear it's Bobby say it's great. That, that means, that means a lot. I mean, it, it means a lot. It was, it was the kind of book, Sal, that like Anthony and I talk about this because we both like to read. It was the kind of book that you, I hated to get done. You know what I mean? You hate oh. to get done it because you just want to keep diving into it. That's why I need a sequel. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's nice. I'm, I'm, and at Ocean Prime tonight, I am going to give away a copy of the book, an autographed, inscribed, personal copy. If you come down to Ocean Prime for the South Pal Football Hour tonight at 15th and Sansom, we'll have everybody put their business cards in an Eagles hat, and, and we'll get the nice. we'll get the, we'll get somebody from from the, from the restaurant to uh, pick out a business card, and uh, I will autograph a free copy that I'm bringing a personal copy of mine to somebody there. Oh, that's awesome, brother! That's awesome. That's gonna be we'll a lot do, of fun. We'll, we'll do that every time. We'll do that yeah. one, one, once a week. We'll do that once a week. That is awesome. That's great. Um, and we're looking forward to tonight. I loved your hashtag from Atlanta to Atlanta. Like that one? I, I love right? it. I love it. They're talking about it in the locker room. I heard a couple of the fellas talking about it. <laughs> really? What What is the feeling? I we saw your live shot a little bit earlier. What's your feeling? What's the feeling of this team now? Once again, it feels like there's turmoil around them. People don't believe in them. They're looking at Thursday night, going, "Ah, probably the Falcons are going to win the game." What's the feeling inside that room? Well, I don't know why people are just jumping to conclusions that the Falcons are winning a game. I mean, they scored ten points when they came in here last time. And if the ball doesn't hit Brian Brayman and the Tuckus, the Falcons probably don't score a touchdown in that game. So I think the Eagles' defense with Schwartzy and, uh, and that that secondary matches up very well against the Falcons. They sacked Matt Ryan three times in that game. Uh, you know, it's funny. I pulled out my play-by-play to go back and look at it. I keep them for each and every game. And I had it written in the margins the Eagles had no right to win this game. Because when you look at the numbers, you know, the numbers didn't come out in their favor. They fumbled the ball four times, lost twice. That's right. Uh, they only scored 15 points. Uh, so, but it, it was a great defense against that Falcons offense, especially knowing what the Falcons were going to do. Steve Sarkeesian runs a vanilla offense. You know, the, the, it's an apocryphal story now, right? Because that McLeod and Jenkins 
were calling out. Yes. Fourth and goal. Yes. They're like, yes. yeah, okay, it's going to be a sprint right option. Here it comes. Yeah. Yep. And, and they had the numbers, five on two. They had five defenders for two offensive skill players in the routes. And Matt Ryan had nowhere to go with the football. That was kind of indicative. I mean, they could, they were sniffing out formations and plays throughout the entire game. When you look at, and it's on their play because you talked so much about the quarterback, but just how dominant this Eagles defense can be. I mean, it's, it look, I mean, you adding a Michael Bennett to this group that's only getting more seasoned than the secondary, you know, the, the Sidney Jones and his closing speed. What do you expect from this Eagles defense? Well, you know, I don't want to jump to too many conclusions about it because if you look at the depth chart, that started that game on January 13th against the Falcons in the playoffs, of the front seven, six of them are not starting on Thursday night. Six of the seven in the front seven that started in January are new on Thursday night. Three new linebackers and three of the four on the defensive front. The only return starter is Cox. So I'm I'm anxious to see what kind of defensive line for rotation Schwartz uses in this game, how he uses Bennett, how he uses Nada, how he uses Josh Sweat, who's had a very good spring and summer. Uh, and when I talked to Hicks yesterday, who's coming back from, from his injuries, very emotional for him to return to the starting lineup, I said to him, I said, Jordan, how, how are you going to handle no Brad? How are you going to handle this? Uh, Michael Kendricks is gone. He said linebacker by committee. So it'll be interesting to see how Schwartz mixes and matches formations and personnel. Uh, I like my, I like the chances of the Eagles defense because Schwartz is so good. And that secondary is so smart. I mean, Jenkins and McLeod are among the smartest two safeties. Other than McCourty in, in New England, they got to be the smartest two safeties in the league. And, they can, and they, you know, go back and look at that, Ant. McLeod and, and Jenkins led the team in tackles in that game on January 13th. Very rare to have two safeties. Mm-hmm. That means they knew what was coming and where it was going at all times. Sal, let's look at the other side of the ball, though. Yeah, that's where your concerns have to really lie come Thursday night. What, what, what do you say? I mean, is it going to be a case of they can get it back to, like, Super Bowl kind of offense quickly because of schemes? Or are they in a little bit of trouble here come Thursday night? Well, you know, in the last two playoff games, they scored a combined 79 points. And the game before that, they scored 15. I think they're going to be closer to 15. Hmm. Uh, you know, the leading rushers in Detroit, the leading receivers not playing, Alshon Jeffrey. J.J. has been bothered by a foot injury the last couple of, couple of days. I stood by his locker yesterday. He answered all the questions from everybody and seems to be totally understanding of the fact that this game is really on him. Because if you're going to run run pass options, you better have a bell cow back. And Ajay is that guy. It's not Corey Clement. Corey Clement is going to be the guy who is going to create fits on the edges for linebackers and safeties. No question about it. Uh, he'll be a, a major part of what you're going to do. But I'm interested to see how they use the combination of backs to create the deception that run pass options created mm-hmm. 
with that offense and Nick Foles going down the stretch in January and February last year. So, can you tell us your best guess at when we'll see Carson? I don't like to do best guess. Mm-hmm. You know, my here here's what I know. What I know is he's close. All the information we have is that he's real close. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to believe that in the month of September, we're going to see him back. And it, it doesn't depend on how Foles performs. I think those two things are mutually exclusive. It's right. totally a binary situation, up or down. Doctors say he's good to go. He goes. He gets his team back, and he goes. Um, but, you know, look at what Dr. James Bradley, the surgeon for the Steelers, who did the surgery on Wentz, said the other day. He said it to Johnny C., Johnny Clark of, of NBC10. He said, you know, it's better to be cautious. What's what's a few more weeks for the next 12 to 15 years? So I, I think you got to be cautious. But the bottom line is I think they are committed as an organization to saying to Carson, if you're good, if the doctors say you're good, then you're in. That's it. Yeah, I could totally see that. And I think we're close to that, Ant. I do. Yeah, that's, that's big. Good. I, I would say if I had to guess, Okay, you're making me guess. And Miss Nelly's going to kill us both, right? Because I'm on today, today with Mike. He's going to crush us. You realize that. He's probably listening right now. He's oh, we had to do the hashtag. Come on, we had to think business. Talking about the South Pal football hour. <laughs> We're going to get crushed, Dan. We're going to get crushed. We know that. But I have to, if I've had the best guess, I would say Indianapolis week three here at Lincoln Financial Field rather than in Tampa week two. That seems to be a popular. It's always yeah, 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 yeah. Sal, you're the man. We'll see you tonight, every Tuesday, 6 to 7 for the Sal Pal Football Hour. Again, tonight's show from Ocean Prime, 15th and Sansom in Center City, presented by Treasury Wine Estates, and of course with Mikey Miss today at 515. Okay, we, we, in about an hour, Doug Peterson's going on stage. That ought to be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I'll talk to you guys. Thanks, Thanks brother. Hashtag Atlanta to Atlanta.